I'm Richard Randall, and welcome back to The Real Estate Voice with Barb Schlinker, the weekly radio show that informs and educates you on how to buy or sell real estate with Barb Schlinker, the owner of Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. Now, Barb, as we transition from a red-hot real estate market to seeing more homes for home sellers to compete with, how do you get a house ready to sell is the question often asked from people thinking about selling their homes because how much difference does home sale preparation really make when it comes to getting the most money on a home sale? Well, Richard, it is the number one question we get from sellers about getting ready to sell the home. Some are ready. Some homes are cute. It kind of depends on the price range, but I would say a majority of them it's a process. You don't live in the home the same way you put it up for sale. Most people don't live in the home with everything off the kitchen counters and everything off the bathroom counters. So it's it's the number one question that we get is what do I need to do? What do I not need to do to get the house ready for sale? A lot of people ask me about paint. You know, Paint may not be necessary. It kind of depends on if it's dramatic paint, it might be worthwhile doing. But if it's just neutral paint that's a little scuffed up, I would just touch it up and not worry about it. Um, but sometimes a very small investment can result in a big return on your investment. An example would be carpet. It's amazing how much fresh carpet makes a difference with a buyer. And generally buyers want what I call HGTV. They want move-in ready. Um, they're getting into the house with all the cash they have. They typically don't have the money to come in um, and start remodeling things unless you have the home priced way below market, right? Um, so uh, the number one answer about seller's goals, seller's objectives is what do sellers want? What's the most important to you? And most of them say it's the money. They want the most amount of money. So how that is done is not like you would think. So it used to be when we were more in what we call a buyer's market. What's a buyer's market? It means that there's lots of inventory of homes. Um, buyers are able to negotiate the price down. They can even get the seller to pay all their loan closing costs. They can do all kinds of stuff. That's kind of the market I started in back way back in the 90s. And um, it was that way for, for much of the time, actually. Uh, even up until probably the last five years, I would say, most buyers were at least getting the seller to pay their loan closing costs, which is a concession, okay? But that hasn't happened more recently as the prices have really spiked. And in a shifting market, the best way to handle things is to make sure that you're priced for all the buyers to go, that is the best home for my money right now, as far as what I can get, you know, Seller, a lot of sellers are, are looking backwards and thinking, well, isn't it a hot market? Am I not going to get, you know, a dozen offers on my home? Maybe not, even in lower price ranges. Um, you'd be surprised at what happens unless you're priced kind of just below realistic versus at realistically right now. Chances of you getting a bidding more are kind of maybe 50-50. Is the market going down? I don't think so. I don't feel like the values are going down. Are the prices going down? I'm not seeing that. What I am seeing is the sellers are looking backwards at historic sales, and those historic sales are seeing flying high, 103, 4, 
um, of asking price, uh, multiple offers, woohoo, you know, in the money. And it's suddenly come to a stop very quickly. And interest rates have a key part to play in that. So how do home sellers right now position their homes to be the most desirable home on the market? First of all, you need an agent that knows what to do and what not to do, whether or not to fix it or not to fix it, how to position the home to price it right, and to and to whatever improvements it might need to be made to get um, top dollar. And if you overprice a home, there's a clue that, you know, the, the lack of success leaves clues, which means fewer showings, fewer offers, you know, long time on the market. Those are all clues. Okay. If you overprice a home and it sits on the market, you have to make a move very quickly. I did it last year in one of the hottest markets we've ever seen on this one home where I thought, honestly, we were priced right. Similar sales. We priced it right in the middle of similar sales. And it was so weird. Nobody showed up. <laughs> Nobody came. Nobody showed the house. Very little interest. I'm like, what's wrong? So I went and met with the seller. We lowered the price. Pretty good amount. We went from 450 to 425. And immediately we got a contract at 451. That was because the buyers at that time we're accustomed to having to make an offer over asking price to get a home. There still be there still could be some of that going on right now. Maybe not though. Um, so, what, my advice to you is if you're if you're selling a home right now, price it just under realistic. Um, if you get a buyer, don't let the buyer get away. You know, work with them, make it a win-win. That's how you get the most amount of money. So here are the basics: updated homes. They're going to get top dollar. That's just how it is. Pretty homes get top dollar. Homes that are super low priced for whatever issue, maybe they need updating or maybe, you know, they're, they're in a good location, but the, they need fixing and the seller doesn't want to do it. If they're aggressively low priced, they're going to get top dollar because people see it as a bargain and they're going to come in with their best offer. Generally, if you're priced at realistic numbers, even slightly under versus optimistic. So what does optimistic mean? Does that make sense to you, Richard, when I say optimistic? Yeah, it does. I mean, to me, it means, you know, the very best, everything is perfect and, and you get the very most down to the dollar or penny that you could possibly get if you're selling. And if you're buying, you get the best bargain that you could possibly get. Well, it, it used to be years ago and more of an even market, a buyer's market, sellers would routinely price their homes high and hope for negotiating room. Okay. But the problem is it backfires right now. And most sellers are looking backwards at a red hot market, seeing it slowing down a little bit right now. They're kind of like, oh, okay, well, I still want to get that much because their house is like mine and they got that much. Well, it may not be the case right now. You got to be the best home as compared to other homes on the market right now. So if you price high for negotiating room, buyers are going to be afraid to even look at it or make an offer because they might be afraid that they're going to have to price up or get pay more than what you're asking. Richard? 
You're listening to the Real Estate Voice. Barb Schlinker, of course, right there. Your home sold guaranteed realty. And you can reach Barb at 719-301-3900 or just go ahead and visit barbhasthebuyers.com. Now, Barb, you've prepared a checklist to help people prepare their homes for sale. Is it simply how the home looks? Um, it's not, it's not just that it's a lot of things, you know, just cleaning things up. Um, buyers want move in ready, but you can get that checklist by going on my website, barbhasthebuyers.com and clicking on seller guide. There's all kinds of reports that you can download right there for free. Um, but I'm going to kind of do a, a lightning round of sort of the top eight things to consider, when you're selling a home in order to get top dollar. You ready for those? I'm ready for them. Okay. First one is pricing it realistically versus optimistically. Okay. Um, Second thing, and this is really important, is picking the right agent. Okay. Um, What do I mean by that? So the agent controls marketing. It controls how the home is presented to the market, right? You want your home to stand out versus any other home. So is an agent really doing that? Or are they like most of them where they take some pictures? Many of them still take pictures just with their iPhone, take what I call happy snaps, post it in the MLS and hope some other agent has a buyer. Okay. It doesn't work because a majority of the buyers, it's like 40% are the millennial generation. And guess what they think? They think they don't need a real estate agent. They think they believe the internet over their parents, right? Well, and they're so used to doing everything on their phone. That's right. Everything on their phone, everything online. They can do all their own research. They're very, very good at that. Okay. And so they are looking at things online. And if they don't like what they see, you're not going to get the time of day from them. Not at all. They're not even going to come by and take a peek inside. So preparation is absolutely key. Pictures are huge and the agent controls that. Um, Making sure the home is exposed properly, that it's marketed everywhere it should be. Uh, Making sure the agent is responding to buyer's calls, buyer's demands. They ask a lot of really good questions, okay? Um, And then you wanna make sure that you hire an agent that knows how to negotiate. I would say a majority of agents are kind of weak in the negotiation arena. What do I mean by weak? Weak, like um, uh, they don't know how to do win-win. They know how to do win-lose. Let me get it all, right? But then if you have a loser on the other end, the the contract could fail, okay? I I had one story where the agents do this all the time. They make these unrealistic uh, offers or put provisions in their offers that are very unrealistic or tell me stuff that's not real. Like, I had one where the agent, the, the, what was important to the seller was we, we want to make sure everything goes smoothly on as planned, no problems with inspection, no problems with appraisal. Okay, great. This buyer came in, they were putting a huge amount down, way more than they needed, but we didn't think it was going to appraise because the offer amount was above, well above similar sales. So I asked her about, hey, can you offer a little bit more to make up the differences if the appraiser does not think it's worth the agreed upon sales price? And what she told me was, oh, don't worry. I Didn't you see my email? The lender is going to waive the appraisal. Won't be required altogether because they're putting so much down. 
And I'm like, that's great. That moved them to the top of the line. We countered them with an offer and I put it in the contract because her separate email was not in the contract. And it said basically that if the appraiser does not think it's worth the agreed upon sales price, that the buyer would bring the difference in cash. It wouldn't cost them any more money because they were already putting more down than they needed. So <laughs> the next morning, the agent emails me and says, oh, you know, they're not comfortable with that. I'm like, I just sent eight other buyers away, <laughs> you know, and you now you're, you're backpedaling on what you said they would do. So um, we went back to all the other buyers. We ended up getting more money for the seller um, and a different buyer. Um, so make sure that your agent knows the process of getting to closing. A lot of times the buyer side leaves the seller side in the dark completely uh, with regards to the real loan approval, how that is going, the appraisal. We never hear about the appraisal. Did you know, Richard, we have to reach out to the lender or the buyer's agent to find out what the status of the appraisal is. And the sellers are really worried about it. It's one of the two things that's most likely to cause the deal to derail, right? Yes. We're never told. We have to ask. That is crazy. I mean, there there are so many things I have to say, and I want to be brief, but there are so many things, Barb, in your profession and what we talk about on the show so many times that are absolutely counterintuitive or it's old school knowledge that maybe the 30, 40 years ago, that's how you did things to get the best result. But it's not now what you're doing is getting the best result. Yeah, even the walkthrough. So that's an important phase. It's the very last phase prior to the closing table. We don't find out when they're doing the walkthrough until when they're doing the walkthrough, right? It's that kind of stuff. It's like, what are they doing with the rest of their time? (laughs) They're not selling that many homes. I don't know. It's crazy. Um, Whether or not it needs uh, testing, like there's certain kinds of loan, like VA loans. If there is a well, VA requires sometimes not just a bacteria test, but a lead test, which takes three weeks. So I've had so many agents say, oh, I didn't know that. We need more time to close. You know, it's, it's crazy. So we have to get ahead of all this with our experience and make sure that the transaction goes smoothly. And of course, you want to make sure you have an agent that actually has market knowledge. So to get all the details on this report, you can go to barbhasthebuyers.com, click on seller guide and download the eight new marketing laws to sell your home for up to 11% more or call us at 719-301-3900. Richard? We're here with Barb Schlinker on the Real Estate Voice Show. And if you're thinking of selling your home and want to get the most amount of money when you sell, call Barb at 719-301-3900 or visit barbhasthebuyers.com. Short break. When we come back, we'll be discussing how pricing mistakes can cost you thousands when you're selling a home. Plus, we'll talk about Barb's hot new listings. You want to stay tuned for that.